Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. Swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like... At JBI, we apply biosecurity innovation and expertise to keep your operations safe. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Beringer Ingelheim, through innovative solutions, cutting-edge research, and world-class experts, Beringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at swineresource.com. United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at unitedanh.com. Get your full value from start to finish with Ilanco. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm the host of the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast. Joining me today is Dr. Eric Eckhart. Dr. Eckhart is the R&D Director for Adair Biome, and he's here today to talk to us a little bit about postbiotics. Eric, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Please, if you would, um, give the audience a little introduction and some background on yourself. Yeah, thank you. So my name is Eric Eckhart. I am Director R&D here at Adar Biome, uh, in about 45 minutes west of Paris. Uh, so I joined the company in September of 2021. Uh, before that, I had uh, about a 10-year experience in uh, R&D in nutrition and health, uh, 50% in uh, human nutrition and health, has in the uh, R&D on solutions for digestive health and monogastrics. Before that, I spent about, uh, as my PhD, about uh, 13 years in academia, uh, working mainly on research on uh, interactions in diets, microbiome, and host in areas of uh, intestinal inflammation and food allergies. So uh, thank you for, uh, for having me. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on, um, most mostly because I need some education on what postbiotics are. I'm familiar with probiotics, and um, I've even heard of um, uh, prebiotics and symbiotics, but postbiotics is a new term for me. So, Eric, if you could, help me understand what do we mean when we say a postbiotic? Yeah, sure. Well, a postbiotic uh, is an um, inanimate, so a no longer replicating a microorganism, or a preparation containing fragments of such a microorganism that uh, provides a benefit uh, to the host. That's the definition that was uh, coined in 2021 by the International Scientific Association Pre and Probiotics. Uh, so our specific postbiotic is a preparation uh, uh, made with lactobacilli. So we, we cultivate two strains together. And at the end of the fermentation process, the both strains are heat treated. Uh, so they no longer replicate. And they are then dried together with the spent uh, culture medium. So it contains a lot of metabolites. Uh, already in the preparation. So, uh, and our postbiotic is, I, I, I dare say, the uh, uh, godfather of uh, postbiotic. It's been around for uh, more than a century now, um, and initially for uh, applications in human digestive health. But since a couple of years, we're starting to also uh, develop a dossier for uh, animal nutrition. What's the uh, the value or the upside in having a postbiotic that is not an active infectious organism versus just the organism itself still in its live state? Yeah, this, it's, a, it's a good good question. So it has a couple of advantages. Um, first of all, uh, don't have the same um, restrictions in terms of uh, being compatible with uh, incorporation into feed 
uh, with storage uh, and also um, you don't need to worry about survival of the uh, of the microorganism in the in the stomach and bio-rich environment because it's, it's no longer living. Um, it's it's uh, also a bit easier to store, I would say. So, but but especially non-spore-forming uh, probiotics can be a little bit difficult to store. And then another ex- uh, advantage, I believe, is that um, at least in our probiotic, which also contains the metabolites, have already been formed during fermentation. You don't need to wait for the uh, for let's say a probiotic to become active in the digestive tract and to start making the metabolites because they're already there. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of uh, practical advantages, but also some um, uh, advantages in terms of their mode of action. Mm. Excellent. What about um, the historical use of the product? You mentioned that this is not a new um, a, a new thing. Um, has it been used in other species? And if so, how do they how do they use it? Yeah. So we um, our product has been developed more than a century ago. Um, and it's been uh, used for actually treatments of, of diarrhea in adults and kids. So we have a, uh, a complete dossier of, of clinical studies uh, showing its efficacy in, in diarrhea. So, um, and it, it's still uh, sold as a drug in some countries and as a food supplement in others. Uh, we also, um, we, when we decided to see if there was value of using this product in the livestock industry, we started with, with pigs, with, uh, with uh, post-leaning pigs, but we are also working on, on poultry. And besides that, we are also uh, targeting the pet food uh, market. So it's, it's a pretty exciting time right now. We, we're sitting on a, uh, on, on a whole bunch of clinical studies and we're starting now to, to, uh, to, to run a many trials in, in, in animals to, to see if the product uh, works there as well. What age of pig are you typically uh, administering the product to to try and help with diarrhea? Yeah, so uh, our, our um, traditionally we have done a lot of studies on uh, diarrhea uh, related to uh, some common pathogens and we have uh, quite a lot of in vitro data and, and some in vivo data showing that uh, the product can uh, reduce the risks associated with uh, pat- some forms of pathogenic E. coli. So that made the transition to uh, nursery pigs uh, logical because their E. coli is still a very important um, uh, risk factor for uh, for post-immunic diarrhea. So that's why we decided to first uh, test the product in, um, in, in, in piglets that were either naturally due to a challenging environment or artificially exposed to uh, uh, pathogenic forms of E. coli. So we've done, uh, initially we've done challenge studies with F4 uh, positive E. coli that, that showed, that, that made us very confident that we, uh, we, yeah, we that, it, that it works. Now we have also a, a study in, that was published last year on F18 positive uh, uh, E. coli in the challenge study. So I think, uh, so, so of course we try to first uh, target a system and trial and study in which we were sure that uh, pathogenic E. coli was involved. But I think that uh, the overall working is more related to rendering the animal more resistant to maybe a, a variety of pathogens. Uh, so 
uh, the, the, especially the study in 2022 uh, told us something very interesting that was published by Dr. Sung Woo Kim at Waterline State University. What he observed was that the products, when you administer to um, post-winning piglets, it actually has an impact on the jejunal and mucosal like a wire. So, mm-hmm. so that was kind of, of three was extremely interesting because it shows that these uh, lactobacilli that are in the product, which we know to have an affinity for the epithelial cells or for, or for the uh, for the mucosa lining the uh, the intestine, uh, it showed us that it it acts locally by having a, a profound effect on the microbiome. So it sort of creates a, 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 a microbial environment locally that makes the animal a little bit more resilient, uh, more resistant to all sorts of challenges, including, as it seems, uh, F18 positive E. coli. Can this product be used as a, a prophylactic product for control? So I try to put it in because I think I'm going to have an E. coli problem or some sort of diarrhea issue, and I put it in before I see the clinical signs. Or, or can it be used as a treatment after I see the clinical signs, or both potentially it can work? Well, we, 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 we don't want to, we wouldn't want to promote this as a treatment, no, not at all. So we really want it to act as, as prevention. So the studies that we've done were always preventative studies. So we gave the product uh, right from weaning all the way till the end, uh, mostly till the end of the uh, post weaning period. And then we saw that when we challenged animals, like from a week till 10 days in that feeding period, we saw that uh, the animals that received the albiotics had much less uh, diarrhea, mortality, and better growth also despite the challenge. So it's definitely preventative. So we by no means uh, are, are, are using this as, as, a, as a drug. It's, 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 an, it's an ingredient that helps the animal um, uh, cope better with these very common and very important challenges. You mentioned this is relatively new to the animal uh, livestock space, but it is this product is available today in the United States. And a, a producer, a veterinarian, a nutritionist listening to this podcast, they could purchase it. They could include it. Um, it's available today, correct? Yes, we have uh, a distributor in the United States that uh, that sells the product. We we launched it last year. Well, if they if they communicate and they look for L Biotics, they'll be able to find some more information and find the product if they want to try it out. Yes, if you look for Albertics, you will be directed to our website and you will find more information about where you, where you could get this. Excellent. Excellent. Albiotics, the pioneer postbiotic for digestive health in pigs. Brought to you by Adair Biome. With over a century of experience in postbiotics for digestive health, L-Biotics contains heat-treated lactobacillus cell bodies and their metabolites. Stable by nature, L-Biotics can be easily stored and incorporated in compound feed. Well, thank you very much for coming on to the show, uh, Dr. Eckhart. Uh, I really appreciate the information. It was, uh, it was wonderful education for me to learn about um, yet another kind of category of, of feed ingredients. Um, feed supplements with the postbiotics. Um, and I'm sure for our audience, they, the, for some of them, it was probably new as well and it did a wonderful job of explaining it. To, to the audience, thank you very much for tuning in uh, to the Swine Health Black Belt podcast. Uh, if you have not gone and visited our website, please go check it out. Um, you can find uh, not only Dr. Eckhart's uh, work here, but all of the podcasts we've done and certainly subscribe to our podcast um, share it with a friend. Uh, we, we feel like we bring a lot of good practical research to the field. 
Um, and this is just one example of many's of, of uh, what, what we're doing with the, the Spine It Group and uh, the Spine Health Black Belt Podcast. Dr. Eckhart, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you. My pleasure. To our audience, thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. Please have a great rest of your day. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it with me and share it with our audience, feel free to send an email to healthblackbelt at swineit.com, and we would love to take a look at your research.